Hello, everyone. This is Minority Mavericks, and this is Angel Leon, your host. And in today's episode, we have Patrick Driscoll, and he's a managing partner at Chasing Rainbows. Um, I know Patrick's story, and I'm really happy to have uh, Patrick on the show today. Um, but I want Patrick to introduce himself to, to you because I do want all of you to listen to his story. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Angel. And thanks for having me on the podcast. Yes, my name is Patrick Driscoll. I am a, a general partner at Chasing Rainbows, which is a VC fund that focuses in the LGBTQ plus community. My background actually was in international development. I worked in uh, Senegal and in West Africa, in Latin America and Colombia, and then in Mexico, doing entrepreneurship training, uh, helping folks with entrepreneurial spirit get access to capital, financial literacy training, etc. And really kind of fell in love with that concept that entrepreneurship is a huge way for folks to economically develop, right? So to create generational wealth and to lead to yeah. some great outcomes for everyone. And that trajectory eventually brought me to work for the U.S. Small Business Administration, where I worked with large lenders to direct capital to uh, entrepreneurs on the ground in Los Angeles before I finally got into venture capital with 500 startups back in Mexico City, leading their investor education programs at Stanford and Berkeley. Uh, and in INSEAD, I traveled all over the world to Saudi Arabia, to Southeast Asia, throughout LATAM and in Europe to run these great programs. I got to learn the ropes of VC in that capacity. Uh, I, I then ran a pretty large accelerator program with the Department of Defense uh, and the government of Norway as well before running VC product marketing for Carta for a brief stint and then finally joining Chasing Rainbows where I got to merge my VC passion with a lot of advocacy work I had been consistently doing on the side for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, which I'm happy to get into as well. All right, thanks uh, a lot for that, um, Patrick, and thanks for sharing your background with our audience. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, about generational wealth. Um, I believe that's a concept that a lot of minority groups are not necessarily familiar with, um, and they just don't necessarily have access to the information on how to even generate that. Um, so that's that's really important for for us minorities to understand and know. Uh, there are opportunities and ways out there to generate that generational wealth, right? Um, and this comes, of course, from uh, from the help of other groups and all the people just like you. Um, so to that end, um, I would like for you, Patrick, to tell our audience a little bit more about your experience and how you navigated through these, uh, through these journeys, right? I'm sure you had your challenges being part of the LGBTQ community. So I would love for you to, to uh, share that with the audience. For sure. Thank you so much for the thoughtful question. Yeah, I grew up in a pretty religious Catholic upbringing and realized that I was gay quite early on and was constantly in, in an internal battle to combat that. And it took a while for me to actually accept the fact that I was LGBTQ plus and queer. And once I finally came to that conclusion, I really and, and accepted it. I, I decided to, to really start to advocate for LGBTQ plus rights and visibility. It was rough for me and I, I didn't want it to be rough for others, specifically the younger generations coming up. <clears throat> so that 
in partnership with my interest in empowering entrepreneurs through access to capital and education, I got really involved with um, groups like Start Out and Out in Tech and Lesbians Who Tech. I, I in Latin America and Mexico when I was based there, I worked a lot with LATAM. LGBTQ plus founders specifically to help get them access to a variety of resources and specifically tap into the LGBTQ plus community who might be able to help them with either investment or hire hires or or something in the along those lines. Okay. When I got back to the States in 2019, that's where I really dove into LGBTQ plus entrepreneurship and fell in love with the whole community, right? So about 10 years ago, start out, out in tech, lesbians who tech, um, all these great groups launched, Gangels as well. And they have been building up a pretty robust ecosystem and a great number of founders that are now entering into the fray, right? And that's part of the reason why we launched Chasing Rainbows at this time, because we're seeing some really badass founders from the LGBTQ plus ecosystem that historically have not been able to launch companies based on a variety of issues or fear of getting found out. And now that there's a little bit more comfort and a little bit more of a community around the LGBTQ plus community in the, in the founder space specifically to make it possible. And, and it's super exciting and it's great that I've been able to be a part of that process. That's great, uh, Patrick. And I'm sure that all these challenges, right, that you, that you faced, um, they, they, probably they taught you something, right? Um, so can, can you share a little bit more about all those lessons learned from, from this journey? Yeah, you know, I learned the number one lesson, which the LGBTQ plus community that, you know, getting back to the general, generational wealth component that we, we touched upon earlier, a lot of LGBTQ plus founders are kicked out of their families. They don't have access to generational wealth for for a variety of reasons, specifically because it's an intersectional community as well. Okay. So there are other um, there are other communities within the LGBTQ plus community that makes it even more difficult for there to be generational wealth. However, there's this idea of found family within the LGBTQ plus spa space where you can lean into your LGBTQ plus identity with other folks that identify as part of that community. You create your family, you find your friends, and within the entrepreneurial ecosystem and the VC ecosystem, it's the same. So it's been very beneficial to me personally in my professional trajectory to lean into my, my queerness, right? So I've been able to find these groups, join them, find mentors, find mentees as well. There's a lot of power within the LGBTQ plus community that um, is a little bit under the radar. And once you're able to tap into that, and I, I feel like this is the same for all underrepresented groups, finding your community and leveraging that as a superpower and leaning into that identity is, is sometimes super beneficial. Yeah, definitely, and um, I like you know your your passion about it, uh, Patrick, and I, I I really like as well. Just like it's it's all based based on love and, and support, um, and I feel that you know a lot of minority uh, people out there need that uh, to feel that support, right? That that there's people just like you out there that can help, that can hold their hands and guide them uh, through the right right places uh, to be able to accomplish what everything you you have accomplished, um, and a lot of people don't know. 
that these resources exist. Uh, they don't know that they can actually have access to them. And then they don't really know that there's people that are willing to, to do it for them and help them out. Um, and this show, you know, part of the, the goal of, of it, right, is to expand that voice, create that awareness. So know out there that there's people just like Patrick that are willing to help and they're willing to guide you through through your journey as well. Um, but thanks, Patrick, for, for, your, for your answer there. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I want to dig a little bit more into, you know, uh, navigating the, the industry as, um, as an LBGTQ person. Um, and overall, if you want to maybe give a little bit more perspective about how uh, an LGBTQ person uh, could potentially navigate right this space, um, and then this could serve as some sort of advice for, for your audience. So think about your group. Talk to them right now. This is your moment to tell them basically, you know, how it's done. Yeah. Uh, breaking into VC is an uphill battle and it's even steeper for folks coming from underrepresented backgrounds, right? That aren't coming from this little, you know, specific group of people that tend to have all the power in venture capital. So for me, my background wasn't in finance. It wasn't in investing it was an in international development right so that kind of set me apart a b um you know i'm a member of the queer community how can that not be anything but a barrier to break into this very heteronormative heteronormative industry and when i first was able to to get my foot in the door that's when i really realized that i had to find people that had done it before me and reach out to them and ask them questions about how they did it, ask for mentorship as well. And that was huge. You know, fortunately for myself and many other kind of intersectional identities in the LGBTQ plus community in venture and in startups, there have been folks that have been able to break through. And I'm so thankful for them because they've kind of set the stage to indicate that it's possible, right? And I've been pretty, uh, not necessarily aggressive, but I have okay. gone out of my way to try to find those people and ask them questions and, and ask them advice on how to do it. And, you know, again, these affinity groups like Start Out and Lesbians Who Tech and Out in Tech and LGBTVC, all of these really great affinity groups, it's a great way to get involved and to start building your brand. And, you know, The one thing that I recommend all folks looking to break into VC, regardless of background, is figure out your differentiator. And this is kind of the same thing for founders as well. You need to figure out what your superpower is, what your expertise is, what sets you apart from all other people or most other people. And, uh, and once you identify that, lean into it and then find a mentor that will help you get into that next stage of your professional development, whether it be in VC or in, in startups, and then kind of hit the ground running. But it, it needs to be systematic, I'd say. I would sit down and kind of make okay. a plan. Yeah, that's that's great, Patrick. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to listen to this and um, listen to your story, listen to this advice. And this is all, all great advice. So uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I, I really like this well that, you know, you mentioned about mentors and mentees. Uh, I think that that's also really important, right? Uh, so yes, you should look out for mentors, but I do believe that within the VC founders and, um, you know, entrepreneurs world, right? 
uh, they should also try to be looking for those mentees, right? So always try to not just look for someone higher up, but then the higher up should actually be looking for someone to to guide, right? And that's how we all help each other in this uh, in this minority group. So I uh, really appreciate your your story, Patrick. Um, we really love that you have uh, a lot of passion for for where you stand. Um, and I believe that everyone should learn from that and all minority groups out there that are listening to this, this is the attitude that we should all have, right? Uh, we're, we're here, we, mat we matter, um, and our voices are, are or need to be heard. Um, so thanks again, Patrick, for being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to be here, Angel. All right. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This was Minority Mavericks, and this is Angel Leon, your host. And this is the show where we listen to every single story of every single minority entrepreneur, founder, or investor out there. See you next time.